This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Hi there, and welcome back. Today, I'm so excited because I have a special guest with me today, an incredible soul and an amazing business owner, Tony. And Tony's going to share with you the one big shift in his business that has brought him so much success. And I'm just excited to share his wisdom with you right now. So let's dive straight in. Hey, Tony, thank you so much for joining me today. It's my absolute pleasure, Francisca. Yeah, thank you for asking me and inviting me along. You are so welcome. When I asked the team and I said, look, who are some of our members that we absolutely adore and would love to share their story? off on our show here and with our listeners of course you know the team said oh tony cox of course you know from tenacity health coaching because you are a beautiful soul and you have a great business and you also have a lot to give so do you maybe we can get started a little bit with how did you get into running tenacity health coaching do you want to share a little bit about your personal story into being a business owner yeah sure absolutely and i guess i should start with thank you to you and, and the team for their um for their their very um pleasant and, and lovely words so um thank you look i um i i was a teacher and i was in a leadership position and had been for a little period of time this is going back sort of eight years or thereabouts and like many teachers i was um struggling from stress and overwhelm uh, anxiety um, and the work pressures were really getting to me to a point where it was really impacting upon my 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 holistic health and my mental health most definitely my physical health um, and then that started to erode into my personal life and my relationships um, and it all came to a head one day and I just knew that I couldn't keep doing that so Unfortunately, I made the decision at that time, and fortunately now looking back on it, but at the time it was unfortunate that I, I decided to leave the profession that I loved, which was teaching. Anyway, I went and got a higher paying job, which um, went from me having to supervise 60 staff to nil. Um, and I was afforded a level of uh, opportunity to... Um, I guess refined myself through a through a different um, employment um, tempo, and uh, in that time, I took myself from being quite unwell to um, you know someone who couldn't run out of sight to now running marathons and ultra marathons. And a lot of people started to say, "Hey, you know, what have you done? How did you do that?" And so I started sort of helping people. I've always been that guy that people reached out to for guidance and, and so on but I didn't really know what I was doing so I started to do a bit of research and then after a period of time I really missed teaching and I thought no well, I want to go back but I don't want to go back doing what I did I want to go back in a different way so I had determined that I was going to pursue my uh, healthy living and um love of the outdoors and and my new state of well-being and wanted to help people so i investigated how to do how to do that and i undertook um some studies on health coaching and personal training 
And I started my business, which um, I called Tenacity Health Coaching. Tenacity being the personal attribute or value that I most, um, I, I think is crucial in, in anybody's success in, in their life's journey is to have a level of tenacity, you know, that stick to it and grit. And so I started that thinking, hey, doesn't everybody need health coaching and, and support? Um, and I started this business and I, I had a few clients and, you know, it was okay. It kind of worked. But I was finding that I wasn't really connecting particularly well with some of my clients. And I came across the Clever Bunch and I had researched similar um, business growth organizations, but none of them had really resonated um, until uh, the Clever Bunch came along and I thankfully participated and signed up to be in the Clever Bunch program. And from the very first session where they talked about um, identifying and really getting to know your ideal customer and uh, niching, you know, as in focusing, really narrowing down who it is that you're trying to, to have as an ideal client, when that happened, it was like an epiphany. It was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I am a teacher. Here I am trying to work with everybody. And yet teachers give and give and give and are there for everybody else. But who's there for teachers? And I thought, I can be. That, that's where my business needs to go. But I was really reluctant to let go of the possibility of solving everybody's problems and helping the whole world. Um, and niching it down and narrowing it down to just teachers. Um, and so I was really fearful. But thanks to the guidance of the Clever Bunch crew, I put my big boy pants on and I got brave and I, I guess, showed a little bit of tenacity and started to do that. And that's where my business really started to take off was by focusing on working with and for teachers um it just yeah has that was the greatest single decision of my business life to date well perhaps other than, other than um, starting going through, <laughs> that's right going through the clever bunch and, and yeah and starting it too yeah of course yeah i love that story so much because so many of our listeners this is really helpful because so many of our listeners would be in different industries of course but also probably targeting a very large undefined audience and especially also in the coaching space many coaches and consultants they just you know start working with everybody and it does take courage and it does take tenacity like you say to actually become more specialized and work with a segment of an audience that you knew really well which are teachers yeah and that's right and, and I don't know that I would have ever come to that realization had it not been for um, sitting in, you know, those those first few sessions um, of the Clever Bunch program where, you know, we, we really looked at, well, what are my goals? And I, I was only reflecting on um, my goals um, that I identified um, way back in, gosh, you know, nearly two years ago now uh, in that first session of the program. And I, I can tick all bar taking my family to Disneyland and that's possibly on the cards next year. So... You know, all, all of my goals that I set in that first session, I've managed to, to get to. And it, it's with great thanks to um, 
you know, the, the support that, and the, the clarity that I, I got as a, as a consequence of being involved with you guys. So mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> yeah, that means so much. And we, we loved having you. We always loved having your energy in the, in the groups too, because you bring so much. Now, when you, obviously you started a business and, you know, from teaching to then running your own business, there's so much. It takes, again, it takes so much courage to do that. What did you think were some of the biggest challenges that you have faced? And I'm sure there were oh. moments where you just thought, oh my God, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's been more than one moment of, of that. It, it's, um, I, I, you know, before, you know, we, we were sort of discussing, I, I guess I felt like a, a cork bobbing in the ocean at, you know, at the behest of the wind and the tide. And I, I wasn't really in control of what it was that I was trying to do with my business. I, I had ambition to help people with their well-being journey and, and to help them improve their holistic fitness and, and health. Um, but I didn't have a system. And I, I think that the biggest thing for me was working out a how do I connect with my ideal clients what's the process for demonstrating what I can provide as a service and with my coaching how do I then get in to that um, I guess that audience and that space I mean I had a little bit of advantage in as much as I previously was a teacher and, and had chosen to return to teaching in a casual part-time basis, but I, I still needed to demonstrate my worth. And so to do that, you know, I, I, again, I wasn't really clear on how to go about that, but I used some of the, the principles um, out of the Clever Bunch program where, you know, I, I put together my marketing strategy and I, I put together um uh, in, information pamphlets and brochures and um, the the postcard idea of, that sort of summarized what I do. I connected with um, some people in positions within the education world that were decision makers and um, had some level of control on the purse strings, demonstrate, you know, sought opportunity at no cost. Um, I might add, meanwhile, the debts were banking or mounting up um, dramatically. Um, But I had to keep the faith because I I really believed in what I could offer. Um, I didn't ever think that I was the solution, but I was convinced that I could be part of the solution of um, teacher fatigue and overwhelm and anxiety and, you know, people leaving the profession and people staying away from the profession and, you know, it is the profession from which all other professions come. And I think it's, it's so vital that when teachers are supporting everybody else, who's there to teach them. So I, I was determined to get into that space and it was really through creating an opportunity to connect with um, educators at that sort of higher level, you know, principals and even sort of higher again, you know, within education sectors and systems and they started to listen to what I had to say, and then I was given opportunity to present to um, to groups of executive teachers and so on, and it started to gain some traction. Then I uh, worked with um, a couple of educational leaders who were sort of mentors of mine, and we fashioned out a, um, some some documentation around 
um, you know, protocols and my values and um, I guess um, aligning what I do with educational um, strategic plans and so forth so that I didn't become an add-on to what schools are doing, but I came a, a plug-in, you know, I became a, a part of. Yeah. And in so doing, I then ran a pilot program at a school. Um, and, you know, with, with thanks to that school's principal, he agreed to um, seeing if there was enough enthusiasm within his teaching team. And thankfully there was. And then I ran the pilot program, which was really successful. And then word of mouth sort of started to go from there. Um, you know, other schools have reached out to me. I was doing a lot of chasing um, initially. Come on, pick me, pick me. <laughs> you, you, you need to work with me. And I, and, and I was chasing a lot of people. And now um, I'm the one being chased, which is such a turnaround. Such a, it, it brings its own its other problems. Now it's like growing and hiring staff and yeah. um automating and, and I'm actually in the middle of working on um, an online learning platform which uh, I won't release too much detail about now but um, it should be a way for me to reach a greater audience um, because teaching teachers are struggling not just in Australia um, but you know in, in so many countries worldwide and uh, if I am able to automate and create this online learning uh, platform and community, which I am currently, as I said, trying to do, I feel that I can reach more people and, and, and make a difference in, in more teachers' lives. And then in turn, that will enhance outcomes for the students too, of course. Exactly. And, you know, I love, I love a lot of what you just shared. There's so much gold in what you just shared. I love how you you just became a lot clearer also on your message. So the clarity of message became so much clearer as you immersed yourself in this industry and with teachers. Were there any particular questions that you maybe asked yourself or the teachers or was there anything specific that you did to understand this market even deep at a deeper level? Because you, you already mentioned so many things. You're like, you know, you knew that there's anxiety, there's stress, overwhelm. Was there anything that you did to go deeper with this market because that's what you did so well with your message and now people come to you. You don't have to chase people. They chase Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and look, look thank you. It's a, it's a great question. I, I did research. Um, I mean, I knew sort of from anecdotal records, from observations for being in the education um, world um, and talking to my colleagues and peers. And as I said, you know, I had, I'd been a teacher that fell over and eventually left the profession I loved and I didn't want to leave, but I didn't feel that there was a choice. And so I knew that there were issues, but I took on board what I learnt um, through the, the Clever Bunch program and conducted surveys and I um, had focus groups and I asked teachers, if you could receive support, if you had a, an imaginary bucket that you could just reach into and take out exactly what you needed with regards supporting you in your teaching journey, what would that look like? And then anything that's sort of covered off in the world of well-being, I 
sort of um, collated that and started to curate my program to tailor it to attending to those needs that were illustrated to me by teachers themselves. So it wasn't just my view. It wasn't just my hunch. It became evidence-based in as much as I knew without a shadow of a doubt that my hunch was right. I knew what teachers were struggling with. I knew what their pain points were. And then, of course, I could tailor a program that provided solutions to that. And who doesn't want solutions to problems, right? Yeah. This is, again, for our listeners, you're sharing so many things that are so beneficial for our listeners. And it's, again, it's a practice that I recommend that everyone does, which is a pulse check where you do check in with your audience, with your perfect, perfect, well, first of all, get the clarity on your audience, which you did, and then check in with them and see what do they actually really want? Is it what you provide is exactly what they want? Or do you need to adjust your offering so that it works for them? Because you know, sometimes we go about creating businesses and solutions that we think, oh, this is perfect. You know, I would buy this. Yeah. Would yeah. your customer buy it? And I love how you did that. That's just super, super clever. And then there's been sort of, um, I've got to be careful with my, my language when I'm talking in the, in the, the teaching space. But, you know, it, it's been sort of customer loving and really trying to give them the absolute best service that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And so when I say, um, that, you know, if we're, if we're, for example, in one-on-one coaching and I don't just do one-on-one coaching anymore because that's just trading time for money and, you know, there's only so much time. Um, but when in, in, in the first, in the early days, and I'm not, I, I still do some one-on-one coaching, but I sort of a bit more choosier about who it is that I coach now. But, um, if, you know, we agreed to sort of an hour session, I used to always say an hour-ish because if we get to a clutch moment, if we're getting to a breakthrough, I don't want to then say, well, I'm sorry, Francesca, but the time's up. I'll see you next week because that's not, that's not being there for my client. And I think by giving that little bit extra and, and giving them the opportunity to, to take a bit more time and to be really heard and to be really listen to and you can hear me now I mean I can talk but it was a trick for me to actually stop talking and listening and when I started to really listen and afford people the time to get clarity on what it was that they were struggling with and to get things off their chest that perhaps they hadn't actually shared with many people it was a massive privilege to me but it was also a key to sort of unlocking some great successes and and I've taken that now um, you know, I, I send my clients uh, birthday cards. If, if I, you know, if I know their birthdays, if they've shared that, I send them Christmas cards, even if I haven't worked with them for a couple of years. And it's just a quick personal note to say, hey, thinking of you, hope you're still doing well. Um, you know where I'm at if you ever need to chat. You know, not trying to push my services onto them, but to know that, to let them know that I care. And, and I found that that's been something that has, has worked as well. Yeah, it, and it's always, you know, I, I call this delighting. It's delighting customers and delighting means it's a little bit out of a surprise. It's a bit surprising them and delighting them. And it's, it's just out of having the right intentions. And you, of course, you are somebody with so much integrity and the right intentions. It comes naturally. Anyone can learn from that. Now, thank you so much, Tony. Is there anything else? Is there like one last tip or what would you love to leave our listeners with? If you could share one last gold nugget i know i'm putting you on the spot but our listeners as you know they're all small business owners they all do good things with their businesses 
what would we what would you love to leave them with i think for me the no-brainer answer to that question is don't wait for the perfect time for the perfect moment for the perfect opportunity because we can come up with reasons why any moment is not perfect if you if you have a desire if you want to do this it's better to try and fail than to wish that you had and, and always live in regret so if you want to do it do it you know get the support um you know engage the services of people like you guys the clever bunch you, it's hard to go it alone but don't be afraid to try and and get out of your comfort zone and i'm so so thrilled and delighted that i did and um i'm living I'm that sickening guy, you know, that talks about my, my life. And I, I just, I'm so passionate that I, I love what I do every moment of what I do. And, and that's because I was brave and I, I took that leap of faith and I, and I didn't wait for the perfect time. I stepped out into the traffic and gave it a go. And yeah, that, that for me is my number one. Um, yeah. If you want to do it, try it, just give it a go. Thank you so much. And that's such a great metaphor for anything really in business. You know, like if you're thinking about starting a business, but you're not sure if you should try it, just do it. You know, have a well, how, how do you know if you don't give it a go? <laughs> yeah, know. Or if you're thinking about getting out there and, and doing some sort of a campaign, whether that's with us or on your own, just do it. You, you'll only know if you, if you try. And I just, I love that, Tony. And I think you're such a natural on this show. It, maybe we should have you back for more. <laughs> <laughs> it would be my it would be my absolute pleasure. I've got plenty to say, as you've probably already guessed. Um, and look, thank you for the opportunity. I, 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 um, I, I feel like I'll be indebted to you guys for some time. So to be able to give back some of what I've gained, um, you know, I'd be delighted in doing that. Yeah, no, very kind of you. And we definitely would love to have you back. And for anyone listening, if you would love to check out also Tony's business or get in touch with him, we will post the link to his services also to his website in the show notes so you can check him out and i'm sure you're happy for people to even get in touch and you know just talk business yourself. absolutely absolutely yep it'd be my pleasure <laughs> thank you so much tony so thank great you, tony, thank you bye tony all right bye Rocket. to get more from basic bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing visit basicbananas.com